Hey there, Shopping Mates. You're listening to another episode of the Shop Doc Show podcast, all about web design development. I'm Dave Ruber. With me is Chris Coyer. Hey, Chris. You're goddamn right. I'm right here hanging out. What's up? Out. Not much, man. Uh, it has been quite a fall here. So just busy cooking up features. Boom, zoom, zoom. So, you know. Busy, busy. Yeah, that's right. So, that's fun. So you, now you're launched with Luro, and now you get to be like, let's change this. Let's add this. Let's talk to these people. Yeah. It's a little, is it a little more exciting once it's launched? Uh, the the best way I could describe it is just a relief. I mean, it's just like, cool, it's out. I can talk about it. I don't need to, like, watch what I say. Like, I'm even, like, Mr. Leaks over on the Twitch stream. Like, just like, hey, here's a feature yeah. we kind of thought about. <laughs> So like, well, you did um, it. It's not, you know, it's not theoretical anymore. Because if you talk too much about it and then you never do it, you look like an idiot that's or vaporware. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So, anyway, so yeah, it's out. It's good. It's like, um, you know, the anytime you build something, you're like, okay, cool, I built it. Like, who who wants to use it? You know, and then like you get into conversations yeah. with people, and then you know, sometimes those are great, and sometimes they're like, you don't have that one weird thing. I don't. That nothing doesn't even exist. And you're like, okay, well, right. <laughs> let me know more. So, um, but you know, hey, life. True. And I'm sure you got to tamp down those because it, it, I'm sure what you want to happen is that 10,000 people sign up a day. You convert 5% of them. Everybody's happy. They're carrying you through the streets because they love your product so much, which is just, you know, obviously I'm joking, but it, it, yeah. it, it, it you're lucky to get anybody's, you know, like it's, it's rough. It's, it's tough out there for software, but uh, yeah, there's, you know, I, I didn't want to start the show on a bummer or anything, but there, there is like, you know, big, you know, uh, people, I have friends losing jobs and stuff and, you know, it's, and like they're talented people. So I just don't understand how, you know, but I think it's just, you know, it's the climate right now. It's kind of still kind of tough. So it's hard to, you know, hopefully people yeah. can keep their head up and persevere and find good work. But man, yeah, I hope so for everybody, right? Even just to individuals you're talking about, right? Like, where can I go that actually wants me and <laughs> right. I can actually make money and all this stuff? Is a I thought tech was a sure thing, man. Tech That's what my parents sure. said. Just, go to, <laughs> just code, and then you'll go to coding school, and then you'll do computer you, science. They said, yeah, it's easy. Psych. So anyway, I saw this, yeah. not that I really used it, but I saw this, uh, you know, one of the Twitter competitors, there was like, it was, you know, it was hot for that for a minute. You know, everybody was bouncing to bouncing to Mastodon and picking an instance and, and bouncing to blue sky when that became a thing and it had a different vibe. And then, then threads became a thing, but there was others too. There was co-host, you know, that had some, mm -hmm. some tech yeah. stuff going yeah. on and Pebble was one of them. And I was, I was impressed by Pebble because it was the one I logged in. I was like, dang, they hired a designer. Good <laughs> job. This looks good. But it was kind of the deadest of all of them. You know, I think what they they get 100,000 posts or something in the end or 200,000, which is, you know, you probably get that in one second on Facebook. You know? <laughs> uh, but they they closed up shop. They're the, the first ones to, to to totally drop it in this yeah. in this game. Man. Not that's, that I, you know, I think that's sad because it's the, it was the nicest designed one. But uh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's too bad. They said couldn't get funding, right? That's what it looks like. So unable yeah, I mean, to they raise just didn't enough have the growth. That was what they you, you need. You need to have it. 
Well, kind no, of thing. you're competing against two. You're competing against literal Facebook, Meta, Instagram. You know, yeah, you're competing right. against Twitter. I mean, Twitter's. And if it was one person working on it, well, then you're fine. Who cares? You could take 0.0001% of that and maybe do okay. But that's just not enough firepower. You know, nobody's, there's not enough trust. They know you're just one person behind it or whatever. Even if it was a team of three or something, it like doesn't have enough juice to get going. It's tricky. You pretty much would have to take some some fairly big funding, have to have a big team, build it really fast, and then somehow capture the hearts and minds, which is just how, <laughs> you know. Like, it's not a feature. It's not like we support longer video. That's not going to do it. It's something else. It's something in the water. You know? And that's, I think, the, the like, the, yeah, there's something else in the water, right? But then, like, the macro system is bad, right? Um, but the, like, it takes time to grow a product. Like, you, you have to talk about it a lot. Like, in everybody, you know, like, I mean, you blogging, 20, 30 times a week on CSS tricks, everything has a code pen in it. That's advertising, you know, like, like that's like building brand awareness or whatever. Like, fortunately I liked doing that too. It didn't, it it felt fun and like exciting and stuff to do that. Uh, Whereas if you, you know, if you're like, Oh, I have to do a post today. Well, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the yeah, the pain to maintain is uh too high, then uh yeah. yeah. If the well we said it if the pain to maintain is greater than the cost to maintain, then then get out. But uh you just it, it's a you have to talk about it a lot, you have to share about it a lot and you know. I got a good example of that actually. You know, uh, I, I I think I probably blogged it. I just have been blogging every Every squeezing, every I love ounce of my I'm life out it. of it. But it was this app. God dang it. What is it called now? Ah, why is it not in my menu bar? Did I not tell it to auto? It's a very nice app. It's called the, the point of it is like, you know, you're when you sign into your bank or something and then they send you a six digit code, a one time password, they call it one of the two factor auth choices. Yep. 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 On iOS. And I wonder if Android has copied this at this point. It's such a good feature. If right on top of your keyboard, it just says like, oh, you know, we got the code one, two, three, four, five, six in a text message. Just click here and we'll autofill it for you. And it does it. And everybody loves it. It's a universally loved feature of iOS, like tremendous job. Good job. Probably took you eight minutes to ship that. It was just a perfect idea. Well implemented. It's even gotten better over time. Like if you autofill, it'll go delete that message. Like that's great. Good job. I don't I don't need that sitting in my message history. Oh man, that's cool. So this was an app for for it's called Message Decoder, I think. It's a ma- one for um Mac OS that does it on the desktop too. So and it does it in a clever way. It it scans the you know you the what's a message in the upper right called? I'm tempted to call it a toast, the, but it's on on the yeah, operating system it's something else. Yeah, it's just a notification. Somehow it like OCRs it. That, you know, that technology okay. that can like yeah. read the text off. The, and it even puts a cool little animation while it's doing it. You can turn off if you want. But it'll grab that one-time password out of that notification, put it on your clipboard, and then you can just paste it. And I was like, oh, that's clever. And I installed it. Maybe I mentioned this the other day because it had like, it has like a, a recurring cost to it. That's a little bit like, oh, mm-hmm. do I really want to pay for uh, this? Ten bucks a month to just fill in your one time. Yeah, it's yeah. less than that. Yeah. And and I, I might have had it wrong at one time. It, they do have a free forever version that just okay. gets a little slower, but it never gets slower than 
manually going over to copy and paste that number. You know, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. slow. Yeah. So anyway, good on him. Cool feature. But what the, what I was going to say is I, I he emailed me about it and we were going back and forth and I was like, oh, you know what? I just don't like having notifications on that much. I turn them off a lot to, you know, attempt to stay productive. So wouldn't it be cool if like it could do it without that somehow? And then I was like, well, what if what if they come in my email? Can you get them out of there? And I, and I was just feature, feature, feature. And at one point he's like, I kind of don't want to code anymore. Like I'm like I built it and it works. And what I want to do is talk about it and get other people talking about it and like just stay on that train for a little while. And then after I get like a lot of feedback, maybe I'll go back to the the coding corner Uh and put in some of the best ones. But like just because you told me you want your things in email, like I'm not just going to be like, oh, one guy said it back to my hole. Is that's just not how you should roll. You know, you should. I, that's, I think that's kind of cool. Like, like seasons. It's like, Hey, we are in the uh, business growth season. I'm a one person shop or, you know, like we're a small business. We are not in the, uh, we've done the build season for a long time or whatever. We figured that out and, you know, and it works thumbs up. Like let's move into the, just let it grow. The problem know? is that's what you know. You know, you have so much muscle memory for just like, ah, you know, time to sit down at the computer, click that VS code icon or whatever it is, you know, like that you just get into that mode. And well, and I, I think I too, Dave Rupert, you know, it's like I fall into a mindset like I call it like the feature trap or that's a a term that exists already, but it's just this like idea of if I build something else, something new, a new feature, they'll people show up, you know, and and use it or whatever. Or like, um, you know, I was thinking like for day trip, you know, is like, we, we, we only did Austin only, you know, and we're like build all this stuff to like go to other cities and stuff like that. And we're like, if we use it, then everybody will just start showing up. It'll be great. And it's like, no, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like, or we could just keep it Austin, you know, like we don't have to take over the world or whatever, you know? So I think you just get hooked into this mindset of like, if I just add one more thing, one more thing, they'll, they'll show up. If I build it, they'll come, you know? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, good luck everybody out there building products. Keep at it. Hope you love it. It's pretty fun. Hopefully, you know, as long as you're getting something out of it. There's something to be said about working on one thing for a very long time. It is very, that is a very rewarding experience. You know, like you just, you're like, I'm making this one thing better or these 10 parts of this one thing better. So it's nice. I saw you were quoted in a, a post I read the other day. It was about at some point as a couple months ago, I think a bunch of months ago, May. So whatever you had, you were looking at what, you're on Mastodon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you, you can click, you can right click somewhere and be like, share this post and, and it'll give you like an iframe of a, of a, of a Mastodon post. And then you looked at the perf of inside that iframe, 300 kilobytes of JavaScript, 
two megabytes uncompressed, which does matter. You know, how, how much does it come out? 50 kilobytes of CSS, 500 kilobytes of fonts. You know, it's two robotos you found in there and the entirety of Font Awesome and, you know, the entirety of React and all this stuff, right? So, you know, it's I get it. They're a small team. It's free. You know, it's mm-hmm. just tricky to do all that, right? But the, just that iframe is a beefy probably bigger than a lot of people's entire websites. So you put that one iframe on there, boom. And then you mentioned that um, <laughs> it's per instance. So all those resources are like you in, you put one iframe on it from front end social, the other one from mastodon.social, whatever. Those are not shared resources. So that, you know, the one megabyte from one is another megabyte from another. And it's like, holy cow, pretty bad. No, but I'm not trying to waggle my finger at uh, yeah, at Mastodon, I'll they're doing great. Finger, they're busy. Worry. I'll do. Yeah, it. I mean, I'll we can it. say you should do better, but it's like whatever. I I get it. It's hard to prioritize everything in the world. You probably should. Maybe one Roboto would be a a quick win. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be much harder than you. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> but the post then is by Stephen Bohakek. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Good job, Stephen. He makes a WordPress plugin for it that's just like, I can do better than that. I'll just, out with the iframe, I see what you're trying to do with the embed, I'll swap it out for a not an iframe, <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll hit the API, get the data, and kind of rebuild the UI, but just with way, way tinier amount of code, you know? And he does a great, great job with it, a bunch of cool features, improves the performance, what, it's got to be... 10x or better, at least better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good job. And I got thinking, I was like, should I install that thing? I kind of like that. You know, like I don't want to, I, 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 they're so bad performance wise, I wouldn't even use it at all. But then I was like, oh, it's all the more plugins and technical debt and stuff. You know what I want to do when I want to quote somebody? I'm just going to put a freaking block quote and put what they said in it. And then in a site attribute, I'll say, you know, Dave said this on this date or something. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't need all the rest of the crap. How good does it need to be? Yeah. Right. And I don't need has, the avatar. I don't need has, anything. You could yeah. do, uh, you could do block quote has a ref mastodon.social or something, you know, like uh, there's a thousand instances. So you could even style it like, like you could it, you based could. on what kind of embed it is, if it's a Twitter embed or whatever. But certainly, yeah, you, CSS can get involved here and you can do a lot. And I think it's a, it's a positive characteristic that that's not going to change either. Whereas, you know, Mastodon, I like that they have this feature. You can edit posts whenever, uh, which is great. So, um, but I don't want that to happen on my site. I want to, you can't change the a quote on my site that's horrible snapshotted you yeah that's that's live right you could change your name to some weird halloween name oh that's cute for you on the social network but now my serious blog post has like what's a dave halloween name dick buttkiss yeah dick Dick (laughs) buttkiss and it's like great okay cool yeah you have a skeleton face for your avatar now and i think when you're reading a post your eyeball's so drawn to like how many hearts did it get how many reposts does How it have? How valuable is this Who thing? Who cares? Get your eyeballs off of yeah. that. I'm not trying to show off. I'm trying to get you to read what they said in my post, you know? So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it anymore. No more embeds. I'm block quoting. 
That's what I'm doing. You know, that is one thing Twitter did with their embed that I think was the right choice. It was a block quote with some Twitter doodads and a script tag. And so kudos to whoever worked on that. Um, Maybe Josh Brewer. I'm not sure. But um, but I think that was like a really good choice for like Twitter embeds and stuff like that. Um, And then the Mastodon embed is an iframe by default. Right. So it's like. There's, you're not, it's not going to get better. It's always going to load a whole web page. I, so I'm going to say I, there was this post design system documentation where Trent asked a question on Mastodon. Thought it'd be cool to like source people's tweets or po- toots, you know, on here. I just reloaded it. It's 10.8 megabytes, 6.4 megs transferred for four uh, Mastodon embeds. And I, the only reason I know it is because I loaded it up in Luro, which has a performance auditor tool. And like the performance was like 30 out of 100 on Lighthouse. And I was like, what's going on with that? Cool. You know, like, what's the deal? Well, because it's like the 10 megabyte page. I just loaded it at 3G speed, slow 3G. It took 56 seconds to load the page for four like quotes. It's way too much. Like, there's another issue where like, not only is it a lot of crap, it's like, you know, if people are self-hosting instances, they're maybe not, they're maybe forgetting to turn on gzip or broadly, you know? So it's just coming down as like plain text across the wire. They need to fix it. Uh, it's way too much for what it does. You know, uh, there's, so now I have like whatever four reacts, um, and, and like, if it was on the same instance, the penalty would be less and there would be a service worker and that would be cool. Yeah. But that's not how the Fediverse works. Like it's distributed. So it doesn't ever hit the same instance. So it's just kind of a weird hammer. them, Dave. I, I get it fixed. Well, you can pay Dave Rupert <laughs> LLC, uh, yeah. $1 million to to come in. Uh, well, I'm not going to fix it. I'm just going to tell you it's broken. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to... that for free. So, uh, whoops. yeah. Um, God, consultancy is amazing. I got to get in on that game where you just go in, kind of read the room, tell them what they want to hear, get lunch, get out of there. You know? Oh, dude. And it's like, even, Hey, let's do a little zoom 15 minute zoom before you just tell me what you want me to say. You yeah. know, I'll just come in and say that. I'll back you up. I'm your wingman. Like yeah. Paid wingman. Send me a script. I'll yeah. Deliver that sucker with what? bravado. We need to increase revenue dynamics. Yeah, we do. That's great. We're upward yeah. revenue dynamics. Let's, it's got to go upward, guys, not downward revenue dynamics. Yeah. You seen the chart emoji? Goes up vaguely. It goes up. That's, There's that's a down us. one, but you don't want that one, even yeah. though it's blue <laughs> and the up one is red, and that's confusing. But you don't want the you want the up one, not the down one. Uh, Chipotle? No. Chipotle? <laughs> Hire us. <laughs> this episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you by Miro. Thanks for the support, Miro. Miro is really a tool for teams. You can think of it as an online visual workspace, really great for visual people like me. Or you can think of it as like an infinite canvas tool. You make Miro boards and they can be anything. In fact, you go to do it and there's all kinds of templates in there for uh, uh, what a board could be. You're not even limited by these templates, but they really get your mind going on the possibilities of what it can be. For example, 
project management is one of those things. For example, I can make a Miro board like a Kanban board kind of thing where I have tasks and the tax tasks are cards and the cards can be from any source. Dave and I were just in there today doing some episode planning so we can have you know, our columns for our Kanban might be, for example, like ideas or in progress, invited, recorded, finished, and we can be dragging the cards in between to keep us all on the same page. Dave's in Austin. I'm in Ben. We're not together. But through a Miro board, we can do this in real time. In fact, we are in a meeting and we are doing all this together. We're like, okay, what's a great episode idea for a show? We're dragging on the avatar of the guest. And then we're dragging on in this beautiful Miro board ideas for what we want to talk to them about. So we're just brainstorming together in this kind of permanent way. That's a permanent part of this Miro board. But I can do it alone and Dave can see it later. In fact, I can record a talk track to go with it and talk them through what I was thinking about. Tremendous feature of Miro. And then we're on the same page. We got a plan. We can rubber stamp the thing and say, that's what, you know, season 23 of Shop Talk Show is going to be all about. These are the guests. Thumbs up, thumbs down, all that kind of planning. So good. So find simplicity in your most complex projects with Miro. Your first three Miro boards are totally free. Very generous of them. When you sign up today at Miro.com slash podcast. Again, that's three free boards at M-I-R-O.com slash podcast. This is something I thought about recently is why aren't food companies and beverage companies, uh, G Fuel, reach out to us for Code or Fuel, Shop Talk Code or Fuel um, Mm -hmm. collab. But like, why don't they food delivery or like meal prep, you know, factor, Huel, all this crap I see on Instagram. Like, why doesn't that stuff sponsor podcasts? Chipotle sponsored this web development podcast. We are all sitting at home, like every single one of us. Maybe we're on a commute. Like we eat food often. We like, like it is, we are lazy people. We will buy the food that we are told to buy. Like I just, please, I just, why don't they sponsor podcasts? Why is there not a big, bigger food to podcast bridge? You know what I mean? Like that does, it does. Makes a lot of sense. Your return on investment will be immediate. Immediate. Oh yeah. We could move a thousand dollars worth of burritos in, in an hour for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them you got a good mobile app. That's the perfect one. Get that, get that sucker on your phone. Get it on your, <laughs> download the mobile app today. Yeah. Or maybe your website is good. Who is the, who has the best, the best straight up web experience in, in like good fast food. Hmm. That'd be a good, that'd be a tier list competition. That's a, uh, that's a bracket for sure. That would be a good. Right. um, Cause you'd have to be fair. You'd have to, you'd have to rate it on performance and accessibility and all that stuff too, but no apps. We're talking web only, you know, cause I've heard it's gone downhill a little bit. Like, uh, uh, what was it? The, the dropped, uh, it was something that dropped their, it's like, if you can't, it was Uber, I think at one point you could through a web app, order a car. Oh yeah. Lyft, Lyft did Lyft. Canceled it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't anymore. It's got, it's app only a little too bad. I mean, I, in a way, when I read that one, I'm like, you could order it through your computer. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. yeah. But you <laughs> like, can't do that no more. Yeah, it no. was um, Nolan Lawson, I think, because he's like big into privacy or whatever. He's like, 
he was like, I'm not going to install your app. I just tell, I just need a car to show up. I don't need all the features. I don't need to be like, Jeff is coming in 22 minutes. Jeff is eight feet away. Jeff, yeah. you know, he was just like, I just need a website. I just need, a, yeah. tell me where to stand. Tell me where to go. And mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I need to know how far they are away. That's absolutely vital to my Uber experience. <laughs> You're going to be home in 36 seconds. All right. If you're moving too slowly, I will cancel you. I know it's really? controversial, but yeah, I just did it the other day. When when I see, you know, you're, you're like watching, they're like getting close, and then you see them like hit a U-turn at an airport or whatever, and they're like outside the airport. You're like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Oh, that's good. How do you not know the airport better than I do? So. <laughs> Uh, I was in a, I was in Toronto. It was a couple of weeks ago now, but I'm still pleased. It was a very nice. It's called Web Unleashed. Nice, com- yeah. Conference up there, yeah. What 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 got unleashed? <laughs> <laughs> the the knowledge of a thousand hours of people learning things. Mm. Good mm. talks and stuff, though. I I literally sat and watched every single one of them. Which I, I, that's not weird. That's what you're supposed to do at a conference. But there was probably a time where I was going to a few too many conferences and probably didn't uh, watch every single one, you know, it just became, yeah. felt a little too much like work or something. Uh, and it, when it's on the weekend, you're like, I'm going to still need a weekend, I'm afraid. So and <laughs> <laughs> do everyone. Yeah. But it's been so long that, that, that I, that I was having a good time. Everyone did a great job. And of course, a lot of value, of course, comes from not the talks, comes from chit-chatting with people afterwards in the hallway track, as they as they call it, which is pretty good. One of the things that uh, it was Jessica Jen, Genuick, Angular team at mm-hmm. Google, you know, ended up talking a bunch about Angular on stage. It's, you know, a little bit of a renaissance for Angular, so that was interesting. I don't have an occasion to reach for brand new frameworks all that often, but, you know. Not opposed to it. But anyway, she had another thing on her mind, which was that she was going to like, I'm going to do a CSS proposal for the first time in my career ever, you know? And if you want to do that, dear listener, you it's not particularly hard to do. You There's a repo on GitHub and you just do it. You just open a new issue and you just talk about it. Although the better you do it, the better it's going to go. You know, like if you just open an issue and be like, more purple colors or something like it's just getting i don't know if it'll get closed but it'll be like that's not you know you need all you have to do all this stuff talk about who wants it what it's what problems it's going to solve prior art you know you know whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the one that came up for it was um was was exit animations was was yeah. the ability to animate something as it's leaving the dom and uh, if you're if you're getting excited about this, people, I've the, the, what I hear in the while, I'm just going to call it here as we're recording here in early November to 2023. Doesn't sound doesn't sound terribly likely. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we're at. I'd love to be wrong because for a long time, uh, container queries weren't terribly likely either. Yeah, and redoing the entire specificity system in all of CSS that didn't seem particularly likely either. But now we have all that, so okay. This one didn't even doesn't even seem that controversial to me. It's like right because there's there's a new thing called starting style, right? So I say there is. starting style brackets uh, dot my element, and then I can say like. 
whatever position relative left 50 pixels or something translate X minus 50 or something. And yeah. And then when I add it to the Dom and uh, my element to the Dom, it'll like kind of do a little swoopy whoop like right. animation. Right. So such a good feature. Wow. You know, so it's like get your transition was... to play once. Yeah. yeah. It's not even my idea. It's Jessica's idea. And she, and kind of in combo, I think she worked with Leah Veru to make sure that that initial proposal was like pretty strong because Leah's just has played this game for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leah has the, uh, she has yeah, the word the combo perhaps. unlocks. Yeah. She, she's got the, like the kid at, who knows how to play street fighter at the arcade. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, that she, she knows how to play street fighter. So I'll just, um, ask mm-hmm. her to play the, the character I want. <laughs> so. It's just her name. People are going to listen, you know, for sure. For sure. Uh, but it's a, it, to me, it seems like a good idea. And then I was, you know, while we were, while we were doing this, you know, having a little hallway, track stuff about it. My mind went to view transitions. I don't know if everyone's did, but it seemed to me that like this uh, miraculously, I don't know if everybody even knows this. You can already do this. If you give something a view transition name and it has to be unique and then call dot remove on that element, it's gonna, it'll do the default thing, which is like fade out, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. And But it doesn't hang out in the Dom you know, you know, we've talked about this on the show in view transitions, what's actually being animated is like a rendered version of it, you know, like a, like Like a a JPEG or whatever. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Of it. So it's not messing with like, you know, because who knows what the JavaScript implications are here. Like when you call dot remove, that thing needs to get gone from the Dom. You can't just be like, Oh, first run an animation and then remove it from the Dom. That's all there. That's all kinds of problematic. But that's what we've had to do in the past is like, you know, run an animation, wait for the animation to end and then remove it from the DOM. That's unfortunate. You know, when you call dot remove or, or any other thing that gets something out of the DOM, it should get gone. You know, it doesn't have to be removed. It could be like, you know, replacing the inner HTML or something. I, I don't even know what, what all would qualify. But I think that's kind of part of the problem. I think Adam brought this up was the like, well, what if it's not leaving the DOM? It's just moving to a new place in the DOM. Do you, how do you know that? Should that fire the animation or not fire the animation or what? But I think there's enough like what ifs about this that is is stopping it so far. I guess historically, if you say remove, the the DOM is like, Cool. It's gone. Nuked. Like, right. It's like ultra display. Yeah. Now. You know, it's not even like a display none thing, but right. That's another kind of caveat to this. Although we should say if we have, if it hasn't been clear first exit animations means like I've removed something from the list and I want to animate it to height zero on the way out or opacity zero or translate it off the page or do something that visually explains this thing's leaving. Bye-bye. Rather than it just immediately being gone and a repaint happening. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. So yeah. And, in the, the, the way that it's like, if, if there was an at exit style that you could just nest within the element in CSS, it's such an awesome looking syntax. You should go look at the post. It's a beautiful syntax. I just love it. I hope it works. Uh, but yeah, but it, let's say you don't want to remove it from the Dom, but you do want to set it to display none functionally pretty similar. It's gone out of the accessibility tree, isn't it? 
I think it is. Um, and yeah, if you display none and visibility hidden, I want to say. Oh, you have to do both. Well, no, or either or. If you do either, either or, those, yeah. it'll pop it up. I believe it's gone into the accessibility tree and you can't tab to it. You know, like display none is pretty powerful. The only thing it's doing is that it still happens to be in the DOM. So you could still like query selector for it and stuff. It's still there. It's still taking up a little bit of memory or whatever it's doing. But for a lot of people, just display nunning something is almost just as good, if not more desirable than removing it from the DOM. And I will say that you don't need exit style to handle that situation because they shipped this fancy thing. You're making jokes about it in Discord the other day. It's it called transition behavior allow discrete, which, to, oh my yeah. God, I can't believe I even remembered that. Ugh. And you joked that it should be allow display none later. Allow <laughs> display none later. Yeah, Adam Argyle was trying to explain like allow discrete and I was like, I'm sorry. I went to college. I graduated from college. I don't understand what discrete means in this context. You know, like, and discrete means there's there's a discrete property in CSS. That's a, like a whatever a spec term, right? And discrete means like display or something that like is unanimatable. I guess would be the 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 interpretation I have, right? So. It just is allow display none later. So allow discrete. Exactly. And it's any other property too that has the habit of flipping immediately on an animation. Display yeah. is just one of them. If you happen to change the display property as part of a keyframes animation or transition, I guess, it will just immediately happen. You can't like display none and a half you know, there's nothing to animate there. So it needs to make a decision. Do I do it right away or do I do it at the end? And it's always right away. It's always been right away. There was no way to control that. And now allow discrete, the worst name ever. Very sorry to who came up with that. It just means do it at the end instead of the beginning. So now you can animate height to zero. You can animate opacity to zero. You can do all that stuff. And then at the very end, it goes display none and it's effectively gone from the done. You know, well... Uh, yeah, that, I think that's like the uh, the that's uh, what it unlocks is that height animation stuff, right? So it's right. kind of cool. Like um, we'll be able to do that. So yeah, it's cool. It's not as good as exit style. I would almost like if exit style did both. If it did the like, if it knows that something is being set to display none, that that's exiting too. It's yeah. effectively exiting and that that would give you the opportunity to. Do you think it's going to be like a uh, container query situations where they're saying exit style doesn't work? No, 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 or, no, 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 no. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. like all of a sudden David Barron's like, it works. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. There was a funny David Barron moment in the thread. Because he, he asked a bunch of questions that weren't like, I don't know, not his most coherent, I'd say. The, 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 the next morning, he's like, I should stop replying so late at night. <laughs> I was like, what, did you throw back a few beers to get on GitHub, David? Some nice. wine, wine tweets? Yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thing that's great. locked in time forever. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And Leah seems to think, I was like, she, she's like, this is low-hanging fruit. In yeah. her mind, this is easy. Good. Uh, yeah. So good. I, I'll believe her all day. She knows f fifty times more about the internet than I do. Yeah. It's it's interesting how we're getting a lot of at 
something's, you know, at media, at container, at, you know, uh, starting style. Uh, yeah. Ats are hot right now, aren't they? Ats are hot. So at nested, at scope, right? Or I guess at nested never happened. No, right? we, we didn't or, need that one in the end. Thank God. Nested. That would have been weird. But, um, well, and then they changed, they, they wrote, didn't they? So I just read this in the Chrome 120 beta canary release notes, but like, you used to need the ampersand in CSS nesting because it was like, dude, we got to have the ampersand. Mm-hmm. That's how we He's know. still doing Chrome at, at this exact moment. At this exact moment. But the they they the V2 of it is like, oh, we don't need it. Like, we don't need that double ampersand. So, uh, or we don't need the ampersand officially now. So. No, it's gone. Like, it's gone yeah. in Firefox and Chrome. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Uh, what a What a twist. <laughs> it's yeah. just funny how like they like build it, ship it, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we don't need it." So that's let's uh we can just re-update the spec to not need it. So that's so good now. It's basically I, I I don't even know what the difference is between SAS anymore. There's like one one little mini difference. Can you not use the ampersand like in the middle of a selector or something? I, I yeah, can't. you can't you can't do the like the sort of like BEM style, like, and dash dash food. Well, that's yeah. the only one. Yeah. That's the only one is you can't con- combine two names of a selector. Like, which is good. Cause I thought card can't become dot card underscore underscore whatever. Yeah. And I think they consider that a mistake anyway. Yeah. I think that was a little aggressive oh, my but God. If, from like a it string was. replacement perspective it makes total sense like if that's all that was under the hood in SAS, that makes sense you know but like yeah i think for a language it doesn't it did make for this case where you could for example be in dev tools find a class name you know card underscore underscore header and be like where is this (laughs) in my code base i'm gonna do a grep my entire code base for this class name oh it's not there well, that's weird because that selector does exist in my compiled CSS. That sucks. <laughs> that should not. That's the worst. Don't do that. It's like dynamic imports or whatever. Don't do it. That, I feel like that was a, um, yeah, probably a mess up. But anyway, hey, it happened. It got people paid. People got paid for it. So that's okay. But um, uh, I was going to say, I found a weird CSS thing I had um, on my site. I, I went kind of wild. Uh, changed up my link colors. I, I was looking at accessibility stuff in Luro. Again, I'm, I love Luro, but I was using Luro on my own website and it was like, you have contrast issues. So I started changing the contrast. Right. And then I was like going through and I was like, Hey, Oh man, I don't like my focus states on my bookshelf. Like uh, the book covers doesn't work. Right. And so I was like, dude, what's up? And I figured out like, Oh, okay. Like it's just like, the focus state is being eaten up or by the book cover or it's being obscured or something. It wasn't clear to me, but I just said, you know, let me make this better. And so I went through and I fixed all the focus states on my site. Like I make the book covers like zoom in kind of and squeeze down. And then, yeah. but on my article list, I was not, I, I had a block link like anchor H three yeah, post title. Right. And the focus state was not showing up on that because I hadn't set anchor to display block. But if I do H3A, it shows up just fine. But if AH3, you have to set the anchor to display block to get a focus state. Weird. 
So anyway, mm. yeah, I didn't think that's how it worked, but it, it to get focus visible specifically. So um, anyway, so it was, I had to like recode my website to get the focus states in. And so it's cool, but I don't know. I just love focus visible because it's like, ah, it's so good. It's just a beautiful. Are we ready to just use it now? I remember there was, it had this kind of awkward phase where it's like you use it, but then you also have to use this special not selector for browsers that don't support it yet. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's going to be, this is accessibility's <laughs> Achilles heel is uh, they err on the side of people don't update their browsers. So um, yeah, if you want to support IE 11, you're going to do that forever. Yeah. You have to use ampersand in CSS nesting because uh, somebody might be using Chrome 118, you know, for the rest of your life, you know, there's no, it's not safe. So, but the focus visible, I I'm, this is not professional advice. Don't, don't like, this is not legal advice either, but like, I, I feel like focus visible should be the default. And then you use focus. If you have to get, get really obvious on a, like a click focus or something or a text focus or something like that. So Focus visible, I feel like, should be the default, and colon focus should be like you actually need a focus state on this thing. Like, a if somebody clicks on it, it needs to maintain that focus. Like, if you, I don't know, opened a, a window or something like that, or opened a something that opened a modal or something like that. So that would be my, and then focus returns to it, and you say document.focus, it would say it would go back to like focusing on that element. So that's what I would say. That's me. But did it come up when you're building your sci-fi homepage? That- well, I, I, I hacked up my sci-fi homepage to use cool focus states too. So, um, nice. I'm actually reworking that a little bit this morning because it was, um, I, I had to do like a story or story has a focus visible and then shrink the story or do some animation or do the outline on the big story, but it has uh, focus visible. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Story has focus visible. And then I kind of mess with the parent, which is super cool too. Right. It's kind of like focus within focus within would have worked as well. Right. Oh, I was kind of saying the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but it's not, doesn't have the same heuristics as focus visible does. Yeah. Because focus within would be click focus, focus as well. Right. Yes. Ugh. That's that's confusing. It's almost impossible to explain what focus visible does exactly. And I don't know that I, I think they kind of left it to the browsers anyway. Didn't they? I don't think there's an exact specified thing. It just means like if click, then no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What it means. It's kind of like keyboard only, but not just keyboard only. Cause I'm sure if, if the browser took some kind of uh, vocal input or something, or you are using, I don't know, you use your stream deck to tab through things. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so that's a weird input. I guess it's a keyboard in the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like what, what is the, you know, if dragon naturally speaking experience, you know, I don't know. So, um, and then right, it should you... be anything but a click is focus visible, I think. Yeah. But that's, I don't think that's fair. I'd probably oversimplified it there. Anyway, cool yeah. trick. I like it. I like your hover states. They shrink, they shrink the cover. Yeah. Classy. Well, and that's what I like about focus visible is you can go freaking wild. You can like be 
bigger with your focus states than you can be with like just if focus. I if you did yeah. click and my links shrinked every time you did focus, that would suck. Like, but if you're tabbing through or twisting through, that's what the new kids are calling it. You're twisting through the website. Yeah, they say that. Yeah, they're saying that twisting through the website with your stream deck. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is uh, like you get a really obvious focus state. Like you know what you're on, and I just think that's so cool. I like. I think that's a superpower, like a very cool advantage of focus visible. And I will write a blog post and talk about it, but you should, just, that's a good blog post title. Like you can go, you can go hog wild, focus gone wild. Yeah. You can just be, you can have big, beefy, beautiful focus state boys and they are just big, beefy boys and they can do, they can be super obvious and you know, not impact. Like you're not going to, your manager is, unless they use a keyboard and they're like very particular, but like, they're not gonna like be like, can we remove that blue outline from the button when you click it? You know, like that's the man, that's the worst, you know? So you can be like, it is. Oh, you can make, I like everything that you're saying outlines, big dashes, big, you know, Yeah, you can scale crap. You can do whatever, you know, scale, twist, turn, flip. Well, maybe don't go too wild, but like you could like, you could do a little juke where it like jukes up and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it should probably maybe what is the, what's the absolute default? Is it the, I mean, it depends on what browser I guess, but it's the, it's the dotted thing, right? Like it probably doesn't hurt to keep it dotted. Yeah, I, it probably doesn't hurt to keep it dotted. I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, I think like you can do a lot of browsers have like a black outline maybe now. Um, Firefox had dashed or dotted for a while. Um, Remember Chrome went to like, it's a blue line and a white line around stuff. Yeah. Which I don't, don't hate it because it works yeah. in light and dark backgrounds you know you kind of get both yeah safari has a weird behavior where they did you know the original blue outline which is or or i guess mac os did that the the blue outline um but but it um browsers have taken that over but safari you actually have to click an option to enable like tabbing focus tab focus or something like that so um I think that's a interesting choice by them, but I, I guess I understand it. Oh, like so, if you just load up a page and hit tab key, you won't tab to the first thing. You have to click something first. You have to, well, you wouldn't, you'll tab to it, but you won't visually see it. Um, so you have to go into what? Uh, settings, advanced accessibility, press tab to highlight each item on web page. So, huh. so you have to like, enable it. So that's a really interesting, um, choice by them. So, um, yeah, you think it would, I haven't heard, you know, heard massive complaints about it or anything. So, oh, well, and I, I mean, I think it is sort of this, if you need it, you figure out how to get it, you know, but, um, yeah. So, ah, yeah, so much stuff, so much stuff. I meant to make my slides available, even though I've given this talk before. I, you know, when you put 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 a bunch of work into a to a you know an updated version of the talk, you like to get something out of it, you know. 
but it was yeah. It's just talking about new 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 CSS stuff. And then at the very end, I was like, you know what? I I just picked a couple of them, but the full list is wild. You know, with the has and the subgrid and the scope and the I don't know the anchor proposal. That's pretty cool. I was reading Eric Meyer's blog post about it. He was talking about using anchor positioning for uh, like footnotes. You know, mm-hmm. footnote is at the bottom of the page, right? But he wanted them so that I think with a media query, the page is wide enough to get a sidebar now. Why don't we kick that footnote up into the sidebar instead? But where in the sidebar? So let's say you're writing, you know, Dave ate a burrito and you put a little one at the end of the burrito because you're going to, it's a footnote at the bottom of the page that says the burrito was from, you know, Torchies or something. Do they even do burritos? Probably not. They it's do. Kind of pretty it's tacos. actually pretty good. It's taco-centric, but they have a good chicken burrito, yes. Okay, good. Good to know. So, and you're going to say that it was from Torchies or whatever. And then, but like where the, where that sentence is in a paragraph could be, I don't know, two sentences down. It could be halfway down in a paragraph. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if. And it could change on resize too. Easily could. That's a good point. So like, if you're going to put it in the sidebar, wouldn't it be cool if you could say, put it at the same height as wherever that one is in the paragraph, not mm-hmm. even at the top of the paragraph, not at the top of the sidebar, but horizontally right where the one level is. And it has to be pushed over to the left so that it is in the sidebar. Yeah. Yeah. So the way he did it was with, with anchor positioning, this was gr- a great API. Good job. People that worked on this, all of the sides of where you're positioning the thing can use different anchors. So he says, you push it down from the top as far as that one is in the footnote and push it to the left as far as the right side of the main content container is. Like it uses two different anchors to decide where it's going to go. Like that's excellent. (laughs) That's really cool that you can use multiple anchors to to do that kind of thing. I'm p- sure people are going to do wild stuff with that where the three points of a triangle are all using different points and you know get hog wild with trigonometry and stuff but for a footnote it's perfect. I think it's great. I think it's like I don't know. I mean uh, I not to get too theoretical here but man we are entering a place where citing your sources is going to become super important. <laughs> so like, like the ability to tie and reference information next to each other is going to be huge, you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah. How do you know a piece of writing isn't done by, by AI? It has yeah. footnotes. <laughs> footnotes. It, it credits it footnotes? things. Yeah. It, it cites its sources. It doesn't just Cite. make stuff up. How do you know it's not AI? It cites its sources. It cites its sources. Oh. I was listening to somebody in the Discord. I'm going to blame them for ruining my things I enjoy. Pointed me to a podcast called, what is it? It's by the maintenance phase people or Michael. Brooks, is that right? Um, it's um, uh, Michael Hobbs. Sorry, Michael Hobbs book podcast. Michael Hobbs book podcast. Uh, but they basically like listen to pop sci books like Malcolm Gladwell. If books could kill, is what it's called. Uh, like Malcolm Gladwell's and stuff like that, right? And um, they like go through it and they like basically ruin the book. And, and <laughs> this, I'm mad because it ruins the whole genre. Um. But one thing it made me like, like they just, they basically like take a book and they're like, cool. They said this, 
I went and researched it. Like they said, you know, whatever, uh, in outliers, 10,000 hours is what makes you an outlier makes you good at a craft. Well, I researched it. That's not true. You know, like there's something to be said about 10,000 yeah. hours is a lot of practice on a subject, but like, it's just not a fact, you know, but it, we just it, culturally now it's a, a, a thing people say, but they do this over and over and over. Right. Um, and like, I, it just made me think like, I wonder if that's like the future and I wish I knew how to do it more. Like, I wish I knew I was saying something like, um, I don't know, uh, view is popular in China, right? Like, let me say, uh, that's something I've heard. Like, I wish my brain said like, is that true? If that's true, cite it, like put a footnote, add a, add reference, something that says that's true, you know, or something like that. Um, so I, I, in, you know, real time in a podcast would be helpful too, but that's, you know, we're, we're not here to fact check ourselves real time, but like, I wish I was better at that. Like when I was writing, like if I make an assertion and I think who was it, uh, or Maggie had had a post or about like mm-hmm. this sort of thing, like where you could be like, you, you like make an assertion and it's like use AI to be like, is that true? Which is probably the worst <laughs> way to fact check yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I just, it would be cool to, I don't know, look at my writing or whatever and just be like, I said this, is that even true anymore? Or is, or is there new science? Is there old, you know, I don't know. What would a Malcolm Gladwell book look like if you fact checked it? So if you were like, I'm going to do outliers, but, update all the information it would be interesting oh yeah you should more people should issue updates of their prior writing anyway you know yeah and just say that can be a part of content strategy too that is not you don't see very often is the i updated this and i'm not just gonna leave it in my archives like you should get credit for it you redid it push it to the push it to the the front of your feed yeah 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 no i mean wouldn't that be cool like like you have a published date and updated date, but you could have a corrected date or something yeah. and like sort by corrected. <laughs> yeah. Corrected so. is nice. I, I even like it when, you know, like this American life, I'll play an old show and then they'll be like, at the end, they'll be like, where are they now? You know, they'll like just do a little bit more research on the story and be like, Oh, it turns out they got out of jail or whatever. There, that is something I think about Like it's, there's so much pressure to like, have original thoughts. Does that make sense? Do you feel that pressure in your writing? Like, like you're like, man, I'm going to, I got to like come up with a whiz bang here, you know, something no one's ever thought of, you know? I think I lost it over time. Cause I, I just, I, I never was good at that. Like coming up with something that has never been said that I, I settled for linking to interesting things that other people say. Right. Well, I'm just going to be the megaphone and not the I like that too. Genius. I think there's also a lot of value in saying the same thing over and over and over. Be a broken record is okay on your blog. You know, like, oh, here goes Dave. He's talking about prototypes again. Oh, crap. You know, but like, um, because like the chance that you like wordsmith something right the first time really well is really low. So like, what if you like went through and, you know, rehone that message in a little bit different format? You know, I, I think it's worth doing so i wish i did it more so all right dave 
That might be it for us this week. Write in with your questions, though. Go to Shop Talk Show. Write in. We have, we, we'll have to do a question show next time. We've gotten a couple recently that were pretty good. Of course, everybody out there who's, whose boss is uh, just an incredible AI personality, and you've made an app, and you really want to come on the show to talk about it, you could not email in if that's okay. That would be great. Yeah, we don't need any more of those. <laughs> we're just fresh we're chock full of people ai companies um messaging us three this week they were all the same they were all just ai (laughs) i liked your show with insert name here did you you should have my boss who does ai wizardry he's in forbes (laughs) and meanwhile i got forbes emailing me and they're like for $300, you can be in Forbes. <laughs> yeah, that's a new one, isn't it, lately? Oh, man. Yeah, that's all it here. takes. So, cool. Good mm. journalism you got there. Pay to play. Pay to play journalism. Really pay fun. To, I think there's a lot of pay to play out there. So, <laughs> yikes. So, anyway, you can pay to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much, though? How much? I don't know. I don't know. I did. Pop up needs a new boat, you know. So maybe, maybe it's no. I don't need a boat. Need a camper, maybe. But anyway, all right. We will wrap it up. Thank you, dear listener, for downloading this. And your podcast choice. Be sure, sorry, maybe read off that so people find out about the show. Uh, follow us on uh, Mastodon. That's the good one. And um, then head over to uh, patreoncom show to join the Discord because that's that's where the fun's happening week to week. So appreciate everyone who's in there. You're really supporting the show. So indeed, Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say? Shoptalkshow.com. <laughs>